Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. Welcome to Koinonia. This is Mark Buckley filling in for Tom Brown. I hope you're doing well on this rainy Monday in the Valley of the Sun. With me in the studio are two fine men, Lloyd Baker, senior pastor of Streams Church in the West Valley, and his son-in-law, Sinchke, from Japan. And I think you're going to enjoy this program very much. Lloyd, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. It's a pleasure. It's great to always be out here with you guys. I'm going to um, talk to you all about streams, your vision, your missions, etc., because you guys are doing some wonderful things in a little bit. But first, I want you to explain who this young guy is on your left, and uh, he's a fine fellow who I know you're proud of. Tell us about Sinchke. Absolutely. This is a guy who stole my daughter and took her 6,000 miles away. <laughs> wow. And your grandkids. <laughs> and my grandkids. Yeah. Now he's just adding injury to insults. So, uh, no, um, I'd say 2005, we did a mission trip over in Japan with Young Life Ministries. And Shinsuke was my translator, one of the translators at the That's surfing right. camp. Yep. <laughs> and uh, my daughter saw him, he saw her, and uh, uh, but later on in life, they got together, connected, and uh, she felt called of God after she graduated from high school to go to Japan, and did. And uh, we just think he's just the greatest guy in the world, and just an addition and a son to me in our life, and uh, the perfect guy for our daughter. And when that happens... That's life. Yeah, yeah. It stretches your heart, but it's also stretched your ministry, huh? You guys have had a calling to do missions in Japan for a long time as a church, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. It started that that Sunday, that uh, that summer, and then we've every year either hosted Japanese uh, homestay students or gone over there and did mission trips like that. Wonderful. Shinsuke, welcome. It's good to have you. Give us your full name first. Uh, my name is Shinsuke Otomo. Sinchke Otomo. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to find out about you. We, we want to okay. hear what the Lord's doing in Japan, but let's start with your testimony. Tell us where you were born in Japan, how you grew up, and how you came to know the Lord. So I, uh, uh, what do you say? What, do you, what can I say? I, uh, I am born, I mean, in Tokyo, and then I grew up in Tokyo and next prefecture, Saitama, and then I went to the college in Chiba. And then that college, uh, there's a called Brett, I mean, yeah, Mark Brett and Bong Brett Conkern, yeah, Cochran. Cochran, yeah. yeah. And then they were missionary in Japan, and then he was teaching English there, and I met him, and then become friend, and then he saw me, and I was interested about you know uh, exchange students in the states or something like that. So he talked to me like, oh, you want to come to Japan? I mean, America. And mm-hmm. then I said, yeah. And then I came to Japan. I mean, America first time. When I was 20, and I went to church here in the States first time, too. You had never gone to a Christian church never, in your life? I mean, never heard about Christian or anything about church or you know, something what like that. What percentage know. of people in Japan even go to church? Do you know? Uh, not sure exactly. But like we, we less say than less 5%, than 5%. Yeah, yeah. Less, I mean, it used to be less than 1% was, uh-huh. uh, were Christian, but... Right now, a little bit, you know, uh, getting growing, but still. Well, we're going to find out from you when we come back from this break what the Lord's doing in Japan. Um, 
But it's pretty amazing that you go to church for the very first time and accept Jesus, (laughs) and you're following him ever since. Stay tuned. I'm Mark Buckley, filling in for Tom today from Living Streams Church. We're glad to have you with us. We'll be right back with this mission-focused program in just a few moments. Koinonia, this is Mark Buckley, and um, your host today. Glad to be here on this uh, rainy day in the Valley of the Sun. With me is Sinchke from Japan. Uh, Sinchke, many people listening haven't been to Tokyo. It, to me, is one of the most amazing cities in the world because it's actually almost like three cities because of uh, the, the depth. If you go down in the underground, there's whole huge shopping districts <laughs> underground, isn't there? Yeah, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah, mm. like... Everything's there. You can do anything, whatever you can, whatever you want. So it's, it's crazy, but it's fun and then amazing city. What are some of the differences in the culture between the American culture? Because you've been over here many times now and you've worked for an American company. We'll find out about that in a little bit. But what's some of the differences between the way American people typically relate to each other versus the way Japanese people relate to each other? Uh, more... Uh, most typical thing is we have like a we say like a beauty of uh, like a silence or something like that mm-hmm. you know like a, you know me even I don't have to, I don't you know I don't talk to you I don't speak to you but like mm-hmm. Americans like you know like communicate really well yeah like uh, sometimes maybe talk too much but <laughs> <laughs> but Japanese so are like not, you know, not me and most <laughs> other people right <laughs> but Japanese are really like you know like uh, looking at him or her uh-huh. like uh, you know you know me right like something yeah. like that so sometimes like miscommunication and misunderstanding but really like it, it's like I love both of that, you know, both of the good points. Like you, like try to understand you. Yeah. Even you don't talk, but like mm-hmm. more like a sensitivity or something like that. But of course you have to talk. So I, I think it's, it's good. So if I'm going over to Japan to try and win people to Christ, because we sent a mm-hmm. young man, his name is Keith Barnes from our church, and they're, they're going to do missions in Japan. If I was, if you were preparing Keith, you say, yeah. Keith, this is the best way to connect with people in the Japanese culture. What are some of the things you would say to him? Yeah, uh, first, like Japanese people loves American. Foreigners. Do they really? Yes. <laughs> well, that's a good. Sign. Yes, yeah. So that's why uh, really attractive. You know, uh-huh. like a, like foreigners there, really good. But sometimes, like just a you know um, just a surface things or something like that. So if foreigners really try to really understand Japanese. Then like just be there or be friends or mm-hmm. whatever happened. Just you know, sometimes you don't have to talk, but just like, be next to him or be next to her. Then really like you know, you get to know each other really well and then get build a relationship really well. Then they're gonna start to open up your heart. Okay, so, so build the relationship yeah. first yeah. before you try and just yeah. convert the person, huh? Because Japanese are first like say you know good things or you know mm-hmm. look. Good, looking good outside, but inside is really like maybe self, you know, like uh, what do you call self confidence is like yeah. really lower. lower. 
Yeah. Okay. So you went to a church, CCV in the west side yes, of the valley, yes. um, when you've never been in a church. What was it like for you going in a church for the first time? For me, like, you know, I didn't know the word church. Uh-huh. So what is church? And I, you know, really? like a dictionary, like church. Really? Oh, church. Oh, okay. I'm going to like a religious place. <laughs> 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 you know, but like when I went to the church and then like, like in a worship start yeah. and then like, oh my God, what's going on? And then I didn't really understand English that time. Right. So that's why like worship was like, sounds cool. Sounds uh-huh. cool. Oh, this is cool. And then, you know, pastors came and then did a message and then everybody laughing or yeah. like, oh, like this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. So I didn't understand it, but like I felt really good that, you know, that place. You could sense there was yes. something wonderful yes. there. Something's different. Yeah. yeah. Not like my image of church. Right. So then, yeah, I spent a lot of time with host family, which is Christian families. And then felt like, oh, they have something, you know, I don't have. What is it? So that's why kind of, I stayed at like almost two months. And then I kind of, you know, start seeking, what is it? What is it? And then, yeah, it's kind of. That's when you open your heart to Jesus. Wonderful. And I think that should probably reassure most of us that we don't have to press too hard to get people converted mm. when the holy spirit's in us and we're sharing jesus freely when people have a you know when god's calling them mm. their hearts are going to open yeah so tell us the spiritual climate in japan like you said um maybe one or two percent even mm. go to a church anywhere um what are some of the things the lord's doing there i know hillsong's gone over to japan what's been what's happening with them for instance uh Wait, what, what do you mean? Like, uh, like, yeah, it was, they're doing like, a, we're doing like, a, I mean, Japan's doing, I mean, Japan's happening like something new, yeah. something, you know, like, uh, yeah. So it was kind of not really like Christianity, you know, country, but getting like this generation, next generation, it's really changing, you know, personality or character. So it's really like, I think it's ready to, you to know, open up to the yeah. Lord. So it's re- really open the heart and then really like uh, try to accept many things from the, you know, uh, many cultures. So that's why I think this is a time. And then we can feel that God's, God, God is moving, start moving right now. So it's like, yeah. But still, Hillsong came, but nobody knows Hillsong. Right. Who, who's, who are they? Yeah. You know, some, just something cool or look, looks cool. But right. that's why, like, we have to have more and more, like, build, you know, build the relationship first. Right. And There's then, no shortcuts yeah. along those and lines. What you, so. you said that, like, Holy Spirit's going to move, then yeah. something's going to happen. So that's why I kind of just get ready for that. So, so um, you've learned English. You married an American girl, and you've yes. got a couple of kids. Yes. And tell us what kind of ministry you've done over the years and what kind of work you're doing now. Yeah, uh, we, I used to work church, and mm-hmm. I was a pastor. So, and then I married American lady and really pretty, I think, most beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Well, anyway, you have yeah. good taste. Yes. <laughs> Takes after so, mama. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, my English, pretty much I learned from her. And uh-huh. then little by little. So because of, our, you know, my wife is American, I'm Japanese. And then we can, you know, approach both sides. 
you know, like American yeah. side and Japanese side. So we've been, uh, we've been doing a teenagers, like a youth ministry first. And then, you know, like, well, what did I say? Like, uh, really try to make a relationship, like a builder, like, like a family. Right. So always hang out. And actually, right now we're in the States, but our house in Japan, some girls are staying in our place. <laughs> so are they? Hanging out our places. Like, that's our kind of style. Like, Is it? You yeah. open your home. Yeah. So and do you have people come over? Anytime. Anytime? Yeah. No, do you guys do Bible studies or I do mean, you do anything like we that? We used to do it like, uh, you know, like not kind of Bible study things. Uh-huh. Uh, but most of the time, uh, we just hang out and be a family for them. Because uh, I shared a church too, but like uh, Japan's like a fatherless country. Because the dads are out working all yes, the time? Yes, all the time. And then there's no father in the house. Really? Family. So they have no like a you know, good model though. Yeah. And that's why first time that people heard about like a Christian, you know, Christian stuff or mm-hmm. God, father, then they don't really understand because they don't know what is father. Yeah. You know, father means really bad or, you know. Always out and always not Gone, ready. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we got to, you know, um, build something like that, you know. So that's why, like, this is a safe place. Yeah. This is a safe people. Whatever you can, whatever you have, whatever you, you know, you bring to us, like, you know, it's okay. Like, just, just we, can, we can just accept. And then little by little, they, you know, little by little, they open up the heart. So uh, the average Japanese man, how many hours is he working? Like 60 or 70 hours a week or something? Uh, they work six days a week? Five days, five but days. usually overwork, you know, like uh-huh. till 9, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Every that's, night kind that's of That's almost like normal things. And then Saturday, Sunday off, but Saturday pretty much, you know. Sleep, sleep most yeah, of the day yeah. or whatever. And then Sunday is kind of family time. Uh-huh. But, yeah, that's the game. One day a week doesn't really yes. cut it, does yeah. it? Yeah. So um, you're working now for an American company, and yes. you sell products to Jap- Japan and America. Mm-hmm. Um, how's that working out for you? Uh, it's been a challenging year, but I'm really enjoying it right now because, especially in Tokyo, it's kind of special price, like... Uh, we've been trying to do, like, you know, uh, I was pastor and then going to the society or, you know, like uh, trying to do those type of things. But if I said pastor, it's like, so, okay, you know, like everybody's uh-huh. like kind of like backing off, like, okay. Right, right. Like, what's, what's, what right. are you going to do? You're weird. <laughs> so huh? that's kind of thing. So uh-huh. that's why it, this is really good opportunity for me to go back to the society like a businessman yeah. right and i can more understand like what they're facing you know right. the challenging even as a man like 30s or mm-hmm. twi- you know, late 20s 30s 40s like so busy every day so busy lifestyle and then how they you know handle the their you know their life and then Kids and families and so busy. Again, like a su- Saturday, Sunday is like not really enough time to, for them. Right. So how they reach out, it's like really like a practical like a training for me. So right you're now. actually more effective in reaching Japanese yeah. people as a businessman than if you actually, were yes. a pastor. Yes. Which is wonderful. I, I think um, from when, when I was young, my dad used to tell me 
because we were Catholic, and he'd say mm. the best priests are ones who have actually been out in the world and had a job before they went to seminary. And I think a lot of times the best training for a good pastor mm. is to have a profession where you can make a living apart from the ministry mm. because it shows you, like you're saying, the pressures men are under so that you're not trying to push them into something that, that's mm. unhealthy for them. Mm. So much commitment, so yeah. much time that that the Lord's church actually robs them instead of equips them. Well, Sinchke, stay tuned. I'm going to talk to your father-in-law here for a few minutes, and I'll be back with you to ask you some more questions. Um, Lloyd, give us some of your... This is Lloyd Baker from Streams Church in the West Valley. Give us some of your history. Could you? I mean, and how you started following the Lord as a young man and and got involved in ministry. Yeah, the um, father of this generation resonates a little bit with me, and I think a lot of people in America, too. Um, My birth father... Uh, my mom was married at 15, had me at 17, just sort of trying to find herself a little bit. My birth father left soon after that. Stepdad that was there for a while, um, and then he ended up leaving at 15 and later on taking his own life. And because of that just disconnect, there was a moment when I was 15 when I was at a church um, and uh, went to a, a camp and gave my life to the Lord there when I went down to the altar. And that Understanding the heart of the Father really connected me into a deeper faith. I know, and you've got a great message along those lines that you've shared at our church and uh, as well as your own, and I'm going to have you share some of those uh, insights in just a moment. My guests are Lloyd Baker and uh, Sinchke. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to Koinonia. This is Mark Buckley from Living Streams Church, and I'm talking with um, Lloyd Baker from Streams Church and his son-in-law, Sinchke, from Tokyo, Japan. Lloyd, um, you were talking just briefly about a fatherless generation and your own deal with your dad and, and your need to forgive your dad. Take us through some of that, because You've become a spiritual father as well as a natural father. You've been a real blessing to many young guys. Um, but your soul had to get healed first. Walk us through some of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there was you – know, it's, it's taken many facets, and it's a lot longer than people actually think that it's going to take. That's mm-hmm. the issue. Sometimes we think that just by a simple act of asking uh, the, the Heavenly Father in our lives that all of a sudden all those wounds be uh, like that, and what happened to me, I think, was by getting connected with my faith and understanding mm-hmm. what a true father looks like. It only actually un- unveiled through years many of the own wounds that I had gone through, and I had to deal with. And uh, that was a process. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity with my stepdad to ever really make that amends on this earth. Um, but I, I think that uh, God also used that in my life too to process that. Yeah. So I think it's important. And there's a lot of guys out there that don't trust anybody, right? Yeah. And and they they have a hard time getting close to their wives and their own kids because they've got these walls and barriers because they got wounded by their dad or felt abandoned by their dad or whatever. How do you help young guys get through that kind of stuff? Wow. Um, I think there just has to be a, a deep longing and a desire. It's, it's a really interesting thing is uh, my stepfather was pretty physically abusive growing up. And the moment that he left, I was an only child. Mm-hmm. I was a very passive young boy. Um, but the moment he left, I turned 
to a very aggressive person that really? nobody would ever do this to me again. And so there yeah. was this sense of carrying this this weight that that's never going to happen to me again or to my mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I became this protector, hyper vigilant type person. Yeah. And some of my own healing had to be actually in the form of uh, getting help from psychologists, psychiatrists, um, to really deal with things that I didn't have a clue why I was acting the way I was acting. Mm-hmm. And it really was a reaction to that. And so I think sometimes when guys act out or men, I won't trust anybody, they don't mm-hmm. even understand the root of that. Um, and, and God, again, through many various people, have, has helped reveal that. Wonderful guys in my life that spoke into that. Um, manifestations that I saw that really, when I took that seriously, got the proper help that I needed. Yeah. It's it's really tran- transformed my life, um, and my wife says I'm a kinder, gentler Lloyd. So that's <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, the part of it is you have to be willing to say, you know what, I need some help. Yeah. And um, m- I used to be way too insecure to go for counseling when Absolutely. I was young, and especially marriage counseling. I thought, okay, we'll fix it. You know, Christina, whatever's going on, just tell me. I'm sorry. Let's get over it. And, but the reality is we all need um, help. I mean, how, how do you get help? If we humble ourselves before the Lord, then he gives us grace. If we, he resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. And humbling yourself is sometimes just saying, we need to keep growing and I'm stuck or, or we need more wisdom yeah. and maybe you've got some. And uh, that's the way we grow, all of us. There is no shortcut along those lines. And I think it's giving ourselves the freedom to know that it's not anything they have to do with us. I tell young people that come to me because of my story in situations like that all the time, it would be foolish for us to think that you weren't impacted by that. Right. That you that, that just doesn't happen. If anything of any style of abuse or pain or abandonment happens to life, it would be ridiculous for you to think that you were not affected by that. Yeah. And just maybe giving ourselves the freedom to say, hey, it's okay that I'm this way and it's not my fault. It's just it's the natural consequence, unfortunately, of, of, a, of a tough situation. So tell us how you started following the Lord and, and preaching. Yeah, well, I, I, that happened when I was um, in Arkansas at a little Baptist camp, and um, I came to faith in Christ, and it was wonderful. And I just, for some reason, it immediately resonated with me, mm-hmm. connected with me, and I went from zero to ten in a matter of no time. Um, I did have a family heritage. My mother, my grandmother was a great spiritual woman and loved the Lord. Um, and then about a year later, I was in this little church up in the Ozark Mountains of nowhere. And uh, they had one of those revival, week-long revival uh-huh. things that, you know, back in the 70s we did. And at that moment, I felt something stirring my heart, went down and prayed and felt God call uh, me into ministry at 15 years old. Really? Yeah. And because of the way it was there in the Ozarks, there were so many little churches dotted throughout the mountains there. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a pastor. Uh, you know, there'd be 5, 10, 15 people that, that attended, um, 100-year-old churches. So actually what they did is once you felt called in ministry, you prepared a sermon, and then you went preached it to three different places. Wow. And then you came back to the home church on one Sunday month. And I would be preaching, and these 80-year-old women would say, you know, you meant Moses, not <laughs> not Aaron. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they'd correct me in the middle of my message, and you yeah. just cut your teeth preaching the Word. So. Well, that's terrific, though. Yeah, it's a great it's opportunity <laughs> yeah. for a kid, huh? Yeah. And so um, you and I met in when? In the 90s, right? Yeah, late 90s. In the late 90s. And you uh, 
worked with our youth for a while. You were our administrator for a while. And then you took a team of people to the west side to plant yeah. Streams Church. Tell us about Streams Church and, and what the Lord's done there over the years. Oh, we love it. We, uh, we started with 45 people about 11 years ago. Uh, we have our own building now, two services. Um, we, we decided we wanted to start a church that we felt like was a, a real community of people. Yeah. Uh, of, of people that follow Jesus. And, and there are all kinds of styles of churches. We just really wanted to make it a place where we knew each other. We mm-hmm. worked along the journey, helping people on their journey, wherever they're at in their faith journey, to keep taking the next step forward. Yeah. And it has really become that. Just a, a lot of people, um, multi-generational, but really a, f- a lot of people, young families that mm-hmm. represent the West Valley, that really do care for one another. And that's really the heart of what we do. That's wonderful. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the um, cost of planning a church in terms of how tough is it really? Because um, a lot of people want to do it. They want the glory of being a senior pastor. But you and your wife have had to lay down your lives for the church, too. I mean, you have an awesome church, hundreds of people now, um, and they do love God and they love each other. And But you opened your home, you opened your heart, and you went through some challenging times. You, you started in a school. Tell it, give, give us some of the costs, some of the challenges you've had to face. Uh, I have the privilege now of being able to talk to young church planners that are starting um, I tell them it was the hardest thing we've ever done, and it's the greatest thing we've ever done. Mm-hmm. But it's – and I've started my own business. Mm-hmm. I understand what it's like to start a business. It, it pales in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really has. And I think at times it's taken a, a, even a physical toll. I, 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 the, the, the jump from being a, an executive pastor or, mm-hmm. or in, the, in the church to carrying the weight, uh, not only that, but trying to get uh, – of the people, of the ministers, of the people that are in your church – it's just a heavy weight, and and to do that while you're still trying to get off the ground. I mean, yeah. it's like trying to trying to fly with the weights to your mm-hmm. legs or jump with mm-hmm. weights to your legs, and that's what it felt like. That being said, I love it. I mean, yeah. it was it's been amazing. So, but it it took a toll. Our house has got many nicks and bruises. Yeah. And, and many. But nights. you guys have opened your home. I mean, Absolutely. you've had a lot of people in your home over the years, haven't you? Well, the youth group been in our house for years. Yeah, that was the Tuesday night youth group. Um, all our meetings are in our house. It, it, yeah, it's just my wife's a champion. So. And you were you were in a school for a number of years, and then a theater, right? And yeah. you had to do a lot of setup and tear down. And tell us about that. Every Sunday morning, uh, we would set up, and as soon as we we're done, we tear down. The theater was really fun, but we had only could have one service at nine o'clock because the movie started at eleven. Yeah. <laughs> so when we started smelling the popcorn popping, we knew we had to close church. It had nothing to do with people. Uh-huh. It was like when I heard when I smelt that uh, popcorn coming through our theater, which always makes people uneasy too when they're trying to listen to your message and there's a, the smell <laughs> oh, of popcorn everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> or the movie started the theater next to us and it was a war movie. <laughs> so I would always preach from the Old Testament during the time that I knew there was. Yeah. This, uh, uh, that's funny. Things, yeah. We had the same thing when we started Living Streams. After moving out of our living room, we'd have to pack a van full of the Sunday school supplies and get there early, and the kids that helped set up. And But there's something about that for your family, too, because your girls love the Lord, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Both my daughters. Yep, which is, which is really awesome. Yeah. And, and tell us, if you were talking to a young pastor about the role of, his wife, let's assume that it's a guy, he's married. 
How would you tell him to take care of his wife in terms of the pressures of the ministry that will be upon her? Um, I, I think that God has afforded me an incredible wife who I know who she is and she knows who she is. And we, I allow her to be that. And I protect that to the nth degree. I don't let anybody put any expectations on her that isn't God-ordained or God-called. Mm-hmm. And so I really protected Judy that way. But that being said, Judy's just the servant of all servants. I mean, mm-hmm. you've been around her. She, her yeah. heart is to love and to serve. So she operates well in that. So it was a perfect um, uh, blend of your gifts. Blend huh? of our gifts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm the go-getter entrepreneur, and she's just, she did anything she needed to do. Yeah. Setting up, tearing down, changing baby's diapers, whatever yeah. that study needed to be done, she mm-hmm. did. But I took all the expectations that she had to lead the women's ministry or she had to do this. Right. She was free to be who she was, and our people love her because of that. So. Yeah, yeah, which empowers them to be free to be who they are. Yeah, they don't absolutely. have to try and fit in any, any kind of a mold or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, the one thing I would say to people is when your wife says she's done or enough is enough, I, I'd listen to her. <laughs> you know, don't try and push her. Be, I mean, with Christina, we, she's helped me plant a couple of churches now, and, and she told me once, that's it. We're not planting any more churches. And I'm like, okay, I have to take that serious because you try and push. You know, the, the Scripture says love your wife like your own body. You push your own body in an unhealthy way, it's going to break down. You push your marriage in an unhealthy way, and it's going to cause problems. And you have to respect your wife enough to know when she says enough is enough or when she says, you know what, I don't trust this particular person. That's a good time to listen to, isn't it? Yeah. Because sometimes that gift of discernment can pay big dividends. Yeah. Um, so tell us, uh, so Streams Church developed, you, you went from, a school to a high school to a theater to get in your own building and how did the Lord provide through those years? Um, well, was, yeah, we, we'll we got music, it. so music means we're going to take a break. And when we come back, you can answer that oh, question. Thanks, Mark. Stay tuned. I'm talking to Lloyd Baker, pastor of Streams Church on the West Valley, which would be a great place for you to visit if you're on in the West Valley. If you're here in the Central Phoenix area, come visit us at Living Streams on the corner of Central and Glendale. 9.15 and 11 a.m. are our service times. And we'll be right back with more of these interviews in just a moment. Welcome back to Koinonia. I'm Mark Buckley filling in for Tom Brown today. With me in the studio, Lloyd Baker and his son-in-law, Sinchke. Um, Lloyd, I was asking you about um, how God provided as you guys went from uh, um, the, the school to the theater to owning your own property. Um, it's, it's a pretty neat story all in all, isn't it? Because, I mean, we, we helped you guys a little bit the first couple of years, but we didn't give you any money for buying property or anything like that. And your people and the Lord's provision yeah. has brought it together. Yeah, it was difficult when we moved to the movie theaters after uh, about three and a half years when the movie theaters, 
we had one theater and we were maxing it out, but mm-hmm. because of the movie times, we couldn't add a second um, service. And we found an old uh, uh, church property that somebody was, was was selling. A church that had been in decline was mm-hmm. was willing to move on, uh, but yet it was in the middle of the of the crisis, financial the crisis downturn. in the West Valley, the yeah. downturn, and so. Every bank wanted literally 50% down wow. to get in the property, and we didn't have that. Uh, we're congregation about 225 to 250 in that, mm-hmm. in that world. Um, and so we, by faith, tried to figure it out for two months. They gave us two months to figure it out. The week before, we had to give up the property back to sellers because we couldn't make it. I called them and told them, and they said, well, let's take one more week. And then that Sunday, um, had a guy that called me and said, hey, I've got the money in a, an investment account, and I'll buy the property, and you guys can just pay me interest only until you can figure out how to get a loan. And uh, a month later, we're in our building, and now we've doubled in size since then, over doubled in size since then, have got our own loan. And because the property was an older property, we are not building poor, which was huge to me because we have yeah. been so missional with Japan and other places um, that I never wanted to give up the heart to be able to do outreach and to help other people. Right, right. And so... You ended up getting it at just the right time, too, because you got Perfect it time. at the, yeah, the lowest <laughs> point of the market, huh? Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, so you, you talked about being missional. How do you um, build that into your congregation? We built it from the very beginning because we have such a missional heart in our lives. And so we were doing mission trips from the very beginning. But it's just a sense, I think, and I think there's a new generation that's really turning about Understanding that following Jesus is less about what I get out of it and more of how I can expand his his kingdom to the world, um, whether it's through social justice. And we see a lot of great things happening, especially with the younger generation, their heart for social justice or, or reaching out and sharing the gospel to the world. And I had the opportunity when it comes to Japan to take two groups over during the great tsunami and do relief there. And I tell you what, when you do stuff like that, it is overwhelming to people. And for them to connect the dots, especially in a nation that knows nothing Mm -hmm. about Christianity, to connect the dots of Christ's love, and I'm going to help you through the most difficult time that your nation has ever faced in in the last 20, 30, 40 years. Sinchke, tell us about that, the tsunami. Um, How big of a mess was it, and how far were you guys from it when it hit? Uh, That was a crazy moment. So, uh, like, what can I start? Like, where were you when it hit? I mean, when earthquake happened, I was working at the office, so 90s floor, and then really thin building. I was like, it was like a movie. It was shaking, shaking movie, and then Japanese, all Japanese guys are staying in the office, but all the foreigners went <laughs> all the way down to the, <laughs> the foreigners knew. We're <laughs> yeah, all the foreigners like uh, run down to the stairs. Uh-huh. It was like a movie, like uh, we couldn't. Walk. We couldn't really? go down. It was shaking for a long time. Long then. time, and then after shock, what do you what do you say? Like after shock, uh, after shock too. It's like uh, we couldn't go back to the building too, and then of course phone lines, everything was cut. Yeah, so I couldn't talk to Sarah, like my wife Sarah, and then it was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So yeah, it was crazy. And then you went to the area afterwards to reach out to help people. Yes. And how big of a mess was it? It was, yeah, mess. It's like, wow. Like, my, actually, my wife went to the most, you know, damaged place. Uh-huh. And then it was like, 
like an end of the world type of. Yeah. Really? Where did you see Lloyd when you we, were there? We went there two months afterwards. And we went down to the, the beginning of the beach. And, um, and, and uh, it was Ishinomaki, right? Ishinomaki. Ishinomaki, yeah. the city. We walked backwards. and It was two miles. And it looked like the pictures of an atomic bomb that it hit. There'd be really? a, a solo house half broken and just devastated land. Nothing in Nothing. its path. And it would be two. We started working two miles in to start helping restore houses. Uh, we were at one house where the clock had stopped dead on that moment. Really? And the people had never returned there. And it was so surreal because I was doing cleanup, going through photo albums of a family that was no longer there. Which they probably died then. Yeah, they probably died. Wow. And they, they called them something. They didn't say they, they were like almost like missing in action type of a term they used in Japan. Mm. Because they didn't want to say, even though nobody had known them. Yeah, but they hadn't found their bodies, but yet they were no longer there. So they, they yeah, had they would have for, come back for their yeah to find out what was left. So it looked like almost like a giant hoe had gun just scraped yeah. the land in some areas. It huh? was I've never seen anything like it. So Lloyd, you've been all over the world. You've been to Africa. You've been to uh, Eastern Europe. You've been to Mexico. You've you've been all over doing missions, haven't you? Yeah, I think over it, the I years. think I'm like 22 nations. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's funny is a lot of people think, well, I don't know if I want to follow the Lord. It sounds boring or restrictive or whatever. In reality, it's just the opposite, right? He opens up the whole world to us. Yeah, absolutely. It? It's like living on. Well, it's just living your purpose. You're living. Yeah. Your, you know what I mean? So. You've been created for a destiny, mm. each and every person. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, now, give us, give us some of your heartbeat for America and for believers and for the church. What, what do you want to say to our listeners? You know, I think that the, we're definitely facing some very challenging times right now. And fortunately, I think right or wrong, I'm not saying it's right, the opinion of following Jesus or Christianity or the church or like that is not the best we've ever had mm-hmm. from those outside of the church. I think now is the time for us to rise up with an alternative um, ideology about living life, not mm-hmm. about facts, but how we live life, how our marriages differ from everybody else's, how we raise our children different than everybody else, how we view the world different than everybody else. And uh, I tell people all the time, and this is a difficult message for some, but I am first a citizen of heaven. Yeah. That's my first priority. And that will look different than some of the just um, some of the th- the fears, I guess. Right. I think we need today, with everything going on, need to be people of faith, not people of fear. And Amen. I think it'll manifest itself in how we deal with people. That's right. So, I mean, obviously, America's got economic problems. We've got social, cultural, political problems. But we need to be people of faith, not people of fear, which is awesome, Lloyd. Because yeah. the, the Lord's going to let the world get shaken. I mean, right. ultimately, he's going to remove it. There'll be a new heaven and earth. But... He's going to let everything that can be shaken get shaken, and we need to be confident that we're in his hands. And this is our opportunity to tell people truth about what life is all about, that Jesus is alive. He really is alive. He he died for us so we could be forgiven. God's not going to hold our sins against us if we turn to Christ, and he's opened the kingdom of heaven to us. Sinchke, give us your message for America and for our listeners right now. What would you like to say to the people listening? Uh, well, for me, it's really, you know, personally, like because of here, America, I, got, I became a Christian. 
And this is really big for me. And then, then it's, you know, still many people from Japan came to here and became Christian. So it's really impactful. It's always like a culturally and economic to, economy too, like mm-hmm. following you guys. Yeah. You know, so... For me, personally, like, so... Like, You're thankful for America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's why, like, um, so what do you say? Like, yeah, just beer, like, a, I don't know, like asking like that, but beer, great model for the world, Yeah, you know? So it was kind of, yeah, kind of old world following you guys, like following the States, following America. So, right. We have a tremendous opportunity, yeah. don't we? So, Because most of the world's learning our language. Yeah. Most of the world follows our culture. And that's why it's a grief when our culture is corrupt. Um, but we have an opportunity, and we have a privilege, and we have responsibility. Jesus said, to whom mm-hmm. much is given, much is required. So, Lloyd, what is the thrust of Streams Church now? What are you guys doing uh, for 2016 that you think would be good for some other churches to model as well? I think we're constantly trying to reinvent our getting people. Um, well, let me just say this. We define wins in our church. What does a win look mm-hmm. like? We don't define numbers on Sunday morning as a win mm-hmm. or finances as a win. Um, our win right now that we've talked about in our staff is helping people find loving, accountable relationships that will help them go further in their faith and their walk of Christ. Um, so that's one of the things. So we're constantly trying to reinvent that, trying to figure out how that looks for each individual, mm-hmm. getting into small groups. The second thing that we're really focusing on this year is we really believe that God is going to increase the impact that we have in, a very, in our very community. Mm-hmm. Um, we love Luke Air Force Base. It's right there by us, about a mile and a half away. Um, one of the chaplains now, his family attends our church. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out how we can better serve the young men and women who serve our country out there at Lake Air Force Base and, and just be a blessing to them and Amen. connect with them. Amen. Um, we're also trying to work with um, some of the trafficking. We're, we're starting some, some outreach to the helping out some of the ministries that help with the trafficking in, mm-hmm. in Arizona, which is we're one of the uh, – Phoenix is one of the highest percentage cities when it comes to trafficking and um, going on here. So we're trying to figure out – How can we be a better light in the West Valley in our community and constantly increase that missionally in our hearts while seeing people in our churches, marriages restored through accountable, real relationships? I I like what you say there, accountable relationships, because we all need it. I mean, I submit to the elders of our church. I was just talking to our church yesterday about different critical times in our church history where I submit my personal life to our elders Mm -hmm. and... uh, That, that's a hard thing when you're starting out because you're afraid you're going to get manipulated. But when you see the wisdom of the body of yeah. Christ that is greater than my wisdom, greater than the wisdom of any man, um, it's such an encouragement and such a source of riches and blessing. That's what I want for all our people. I want them to have those right. accountable relationships, not to be manipulated or controlled, but to be... Uh, the beneficiary of all the wisdom they can get for their marriage, for their business, and for their kids. We're going to continue this discussion in just a moment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Lloyd Baker and Sinchke in just a moment.
Welcome back to Koinonia. Um, Lloyd, before we wrap up, I want you to tell people how to get to Streams Church and what your website is. Absolutely. Streamschurch.org. And we are on El Mirage Road in between Glendale and Bethany Home. It's real close to uh, Litchfield Park, Avondale, Goodyear. Um, and the Cardinal Stadium. And the Cardinal Stadium. We can and- see him. Unfortunately, we were out of church before something happened between us and Sunday. I don't know what happened. Uh, Sunday. Well, we'll we'll, we'll forgive them for this last Sunday as long as we get a couple of playoff wins. Yeah. Um, And uh, if you're interested in coming to visit us at Living Streams, we're on Central and Glendale right on the corner. Livingstreams.org is our website, 9.15 and 11 a.m. are new service times. We'd love to have you come by. Uh, Sinchgate, May God bless you and your family. I hope your time here in America is wonderful and your ministry continues to be fruitful in Japan. Thank you so much. Give us a blessing. Bless the people in Japanese and then interpret it as we close, okay? (laughs) Okay, in Japanese, right? First in Japanese and then interpret it. Okay. 神様本当にこの時を感謝します本当にここにいる人たちこれを聞いている人たちあなたが本当に一人一人に語ってくださいそして素晴らしいあなたとの時間そしてあなたとの関係を築くことができるようにそして素晴らしい祝福をこの2016年もあなたから与えられることができるようにしてください Jesus, thank you so much for this time and please bless the people who are listening and have a great wonderful 2016 And yeah, give, give people wisdom and, and knowledge and blessing and grace. And thank you so much for this time. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. <laughs> we'll take that, huh, Lloyd? I love it. I love it. Love it. <laughs> well, God bless you guys who are listening today. I hope you have a wonderful day and that you let Jesus rule and reign in your heart and your life. Look for those accountable relationships with godly men and women who are filled with wisdom and filled with the Spirit. That Lloyd was talking about. You won't regret that because this is how God chooses to bless each and every one of us who calls on his name. I'm Mark Buckley from Living Streams. Thanks for being with us today on Koinonia. Koinonia.